welcome to Monday. It's so good to be here on this brand new Monday. We are in the month of February, one of my favorite months. We already have testimonials, so come on in. Nurse Smith says, I'm so excited to let you know I passed my NCLEX on the first try, February 1st, 2024. Welcome, everybody. Did you have a good weekend? Did you go somewhere that was interesting or new or fun to you? Let me know. And also, let me know if you're in the Philippines. Are you attending my Philippines class that's coming up on this Monday? We are on a mission to help you pass NCLEX. And I'm doing these classes every Monday at noon, also on Wednesdays, but you're only required to come twice a week to my virtual classes, which is doable for anyone preparing for NCLEX. Happy Monday. We are gonna be talking about Asperger's syndrome on today. This comes from, you know it, you know it. We are on a mission, this book, Asperger's syndrome. Um, I'm not quite sure the page off the top of my head, um, but I like you guys to see my quick facts so you know that I am indeed doing the work with you guys. So um, here, page number nine, you're right. So I just took a uh, little notes. I put a lot of the comments that I wanted to tell you on the screen. So you'll see them on my slides. And then of course, oh, we have our challenge to unlock our question. So, 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 so this is what we're going to be doing today. Content plus questions. Shout out to nurse Angelica. She's excited because she applied for her ATT, which is a huge step. It is a big step to get to here. So I am excited for you. Can't wait for you to get that approval so that you can schedule your test date, schedule your test date. Okay. And again, like the video on YouTube, because that is where we're going to unlock our bonus question. And it is so good today on autism spectrum. So let's get into it. Oh, housekeeping. We have one event for the month of February, and it is love your content, love your content. And remember with love your content, we get a beautiful workbook. You will be getting this workbook if you signed up for it. Um, prayerfully Wednesday, Wednesday, maybe before, but look for this Wednesday. I will email it to you. We're going to be going over this book. If you have not signed up for it, it's not too late. It starts February the 12th. So you do have time. Go to Remar Nurse dot com forward slash love got that remarnurse.com forward slash love this is a free NCLEX review no excuses it's two days you you know I rarely do two-day events but this is the only one that I will be doing in the month of February so don't miss it it's going to be live free on YouTube and Facebook so sign up for it we're going to be going over maternity pregnancy um newborn information all complications. And a lot of this information, people ask, is it in V2? You will be happy to know that this is going to be some new information that I'll be presenting, new clinical simulations that I have not done in V2. So check it out. Check it out. Uh, and again, that is February 12th and the 13th. Sign up for it. It'll be an evening class. Just give me about an hour. It's probably going to take about an hour for us to do this. So prepare your minds, set your alarms. And again, remarnurse.com forward slash love is the address to sign up for it. And for those of you who have signed up for it, look out for the workbook this week, this week, this week. And it'll be for NCLEX RN or PN. Okay. RN or PN can attend that course. 
that two-day course, okay? All right, let's get into our topic for today, shall we? Good morning, good morning, good evening, everyone. Let's get into our topic for today, Asperger's syndrome. Very important that we understand this because our clinical priorities are going to be, again, we've been working on priorities. Our clinical priorities are going to change based on the presentation of this client, presentation of this client. All right. Um, Asperger's syndrome is part of the quick facts, which is just a good half of my program. If you only have the quick facts book, you need to upgrade to the lectures to have my complete course. And this is my secret sauce to passing the NCLEX in 30 days or less. And I don't care if you failed NCLEX before. I don't care if you are um, a new grad nursing student or a repeat test taker or an international nurse. Everybody can pass with the V2. Everybody can pass with the V2. Shout out to Liberia in the building. Love to see my international nurses. Let's get into it. Get your workbooks out. Um, or your quick facts and take notes here. Asperger's syndrome. One thing about um, one thing about this condition is that this is considered autism, and autism is a spectrum. So, if you know anyone with autism, if you've ever taken care of a patient with autism, it is a very general term, and so we say that people could be on the spectrum, and that means you could have a very low functioning, okay, form of autism where your patient is unable to communicate, to interact, right, mm -hmm. to socially respond to their environment. Or you can have a form of high functioning autism where you have a patient who is able to maintain good relationships. They're able to communicate and socially respond appropriately and and we call that high functioning autism. Or you could be somewhere in the middle where you have good days and bad days, all right? And so I, um, I am seeing more in the media about autism. They say the prevalence is much greater. Um, they are highlighting, I think there's a show and I don't know, I haven't seen it, but I think it's on Netflix. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I think it's called like Love on the Spectrum. And I believe the idea is that they're looking at people with autism trying to explore the ideas of romantic relationships. And so we can very much expect as nurses to take care of people who are on the spectrum with autism, okay? On the spectrum with autism. And so today we're looking at Asperger's. It's a high functioning form of autism. People with this type of autistic spectrum disorder or autism spectrum disorder often have difficulties relating to each other or relating to others. They frequently follow a strict routine, have limited interest and perform repetitive actions such as flapping their hands. Now, many people may know someone with autism, have people in your family with autism. So remember what I'm putting out are just general thoughts about the condition. You may have something where your, pa where your patient or your family member, they don't do any of these things. They don't have any of these issues. So um, I, I'm welcoming your comments and I'm also asking you to um, just take in the general principles of taking care of this type of patient. 
So the causes of autism spectrum disorder, well, it can be a combination of genetics and environmental. All of these things are still being explored. Autism as a genetic condition can be um, because of several distinct genes, right? Autism spectrum disorder may be accompanied by genetic conditions such as Rett's syndrome or fragile X syndrome in some children. Environmental factors, researchers are presently studying whether viral infections, medicines, or issues during pregnancy, or even air pollution can cause autism spectrum disorder. Okay. Risk factors include the child's gender, did you know, and this is something that I learned, boys are approximately four times more likely to have autism spectrum disorder than girls. Isn't that something? Family history. Families with one child with autism spectrum disorder are more likely to have another child with the disorder. Mature babies. We have babies born before 26 weeks gestation are at a higher risk of developing autism spectrum disorder. So premature babies, age of the parents, age of the parents. Now check this out. It says there may be a link between children born to older parents, okay, and autism spectrum disorder, but more study is needed to establish this connection. And then other conditions. So certain other medical conditions can increase a child's risk of autism spectrum disorder. Hmm. <laughs> when do patients begin to display symptoms? Well, Asperger's syndrome symptoms appear early in life. Most diagnoses occur between the ages of five and nine, five and nine. Now the symptoms are different again for each individual. However, typically they may involve behavioral, emotional, and communication skills. So for NCLEX, remember in general, when you are talking about developmental milestones in children, we, we want to be able to know when a baby should be doing certain things, okay? Sitting up independently, right? six to eight months, we're looking at a child to do that. Um, and, and so if we find that babies are not meeting developmental milestones, toddlers are not meeting developmental milestones, then what is our advice to parents? Well, we, number one, we tell them, give the baby more time. That's always a safe recommendation because some babies develop slower than others. Particularly, I noticed it between my daughter and my son. My daughter, she started talking. It was like she was born and she just started talking, very verbal. My son did not start talking really until he was almost three. He was okay not to be verbal with me. And then when he did talk, his first word was juice. Like, and I don't know if this is just how guys are in general. Like they just want to talk about what they want and they want to keep it, like keep it quiet after that. So my son literally said juice at three years old and then he was good off of that, all right? So we number one want to give um, parents the idea that babies grow in their own way. And then secondly, if there is 
and very apparent developmental delay, then they are referred to and and specialized consult, specialized consult. So what else do I have here? Let's go. Symptoms. So you can have autism that affects emotional and behavioral um, communication and other signs and symptoms. So emotional and behavioral, what can be known with the autistic child is repetitive actions, okay? Repetitive actions, you will notice it. It provides a sense of comfort. And so you're thinking, well, even in normal developed children, emotionally and behaviorally, they like repetitive movements as well. So you have to be careful too in terms of what this looks like. Lack of ability to understand emotions, Lack of ability to understand emotions. So, for example, um, in toddlers, typically here in America, we play this game called peekaboo. Now, I don't know if my international nurses are familiar with it. I never want to assume. But there is this game called peekaboo that we play with toddlers here in the United States. And how do babies generally respond to peekaboo? Are they happy or are they afraid? What would you think? It's just like you cover your eyes and then you go peekaboo, right? And you are expecting a response from the baby. What would that response be? Is it a scary game or is it a fun game, right? So is it, yes, is they're excited, they're happy, they giggle, okay? They giggle, like, you know, it cracks them up. I don't know what it is about covering your face and then showing your face, it's the same face, um, but they crack up. They, they think it's so funny. Um, so they notice that children with autism, there was no response to that game, right? So they didn't giggle. They, they didn't think it was anything like significant, right? And so because they are trying to process their own emotions, they have a limit Two, they have a limit to understanding how somebody else is going through their emotions, right? So you have a very first person focus. They really have to focus on where they are, what they're doing, and it's hard for them to make the connection. Now, again, everybody's on a spectrum when it comes to autism, but this is typically what you're going to see in, in our pediatric patients. Exaggerated emotional reactions as well. The communication symptoms, social challenges, or or yeah, exaggerated, some, I saw somebody put, or they are overly excited, or yeah, or maybe they become hyperactive, right? Um, so we have patients with autism that if you play peekaboo, maybe they would get up and run around, right? Um, and if you could do that in an older child, and they would not be able to calm down after that. Yes, okay. Communication symptoms. So uh, social challenges, speech difficulties, you can have a verbal to a nonverbal autistic patient. Uh, Josephine says we do it in the UK as well. All right. Uh, excellent communication skills. Some autistic patients speak perfectly. They understand the nuances of their language, no matter what their language is. They can speak to you very clearly very plainly, highly intelligent, highly intelligent. 
Um, or then you like, again, you have poor nonverbal communication abilities. So maybe they don't understand if a person is crying or they cannot process when they're being inappropriate. Um, there are a lot of grownups who socially they are awkward. They are inappropriate. They tell inappropriate jokes. They make inappropriate comments, just, you know, and, and people, people think, oh, they're just a bad person. You know, they're not likable. They're loud, right? Oh, I like that loud. Um, sometimes they, they can be loud or sometimes they can touch inappropriate. And it is not that they're bad people. Some of them may struggle with the nonverbal communications. All right. Other signs and symptoms can be clumsiness, which is a lack of coordination, or if the patient is flapping their arms or flapping their legs, they tend to have mobility um, concerns and then or obsession and they get really focused on one thing and they get hyper focused on it. And it's hard for them to do what? It's hard for them to transition. And so that is a word that you will see when you're talking about an autistic patient, it is very hard for them sometimes to transition, stop what they're doing so that they could take medications, do their treatments. Okay. Um, and so we as nurses, we have to be mindful of those things because they absolutely, they absolutely will dictate how you're able to provide care if you, if you even do. So um, Rain Man movie, I think, yeah, I think the Rain Man movie is used as an example of a, a brilliant, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I believe that the person in Rain Man uh, was, a, was like a savant, like he could remember any number or, or something like that, dates or numbers. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So autism patience does not mean a learning disability per se. They could be very, very intelligent. Uh, Jeanette, I like the spelling of it, if I'm saying it right. I passed my NCLEX PN. All right, on the 27th, thank you, Professor Regina and Team Remar. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, um, let us, let us go to the next thing. How do we diagnose this? Let's put this up here. Persistent deficits, persistent deficits, and um, in social communication and engagement across multiple settings, all right? Um, deficits in emotional and social connection, which we talked about, deficits in nonverbal communication applied for social interaction. I'm saying all this for my auditory learners. Deficits in forming, sustaining, and comprehending relationships. Also, you could see a restricted repeated patterns of behaviors, interests, or activities shown by at least two of the following, either currently or in the past. We're talking about autism here. So motor actions, object use, or speech that is stereotypical or repetitive. Dependence on consistency, strict adherence to rituals, or ritualized verbal or nonverbal behavior patterns. Highly confined fixed interests that are abnormal in intensity or focus. And you can have hyper or hypo reactivity, 
to sensory stimuli, as well as unusual fascination with the sensory aspects of the environment. And this is all important because again, with NCLEX, you will be put in clinical scenarios where you will have to provide care or treatment for these patients that are behaving um, in this way. And so your priorities will change. I, I got some questions for you, seriously, on the back end of this lecture. Treatment, what do you need to know? There is no, there is no cure for autism spectrum condition. The treatment aims to minimize symptoms of autism spectrum condition and enhance learning and development. So you need to maximize the child's functional ability. That is so key. And early detection and treatment during the child's preschool years can help them to gain important social, communicative, functional, and behavioral, behavioral skills. Adding in behavioral and communication therapy, this is something that nurses typically do not do, but there are several programs cover a range of social, verbal, and behavioral disabilities associated with autism spectrum disorder. And then we have educational therapy. It is very important that children with autism spectrum disorder um, frequently are placed in highly organized educational programs, okay? So there are specific learning environments. Effective programs frequently involve a team of specialists and activities to develop social skills, communication, and behavior. And this is very important for parents who have children with autism to make sure that they are placed in the proper and appropriate environment so that they don't experience negative social or peer feedback, such as bullying, because they are different. And can you imagine how many people who are now adults who had autism and went through a traditional school experience how miserable they could have been, how um, isolated they could have felt all throughout their developmental years. So it is so, so important that we are able to encourage, um, encourage parents, encourage these children, but also I think in our homes, teach our own children that if someone is different, that doesn't mean that they should be picked on, teased, harassed. Everybody should have, um, especially everybody should have the ability to be able to come into a place and learn, come into a place and learn. Um, I'll read the notes um, on quick facts before we do our question. Um, I'll, I'll read the notes on quick facts before we do our questions. Let me finish this here. Family therapy Family therapy is this parents and other family members can learn to play and connect with their children in ways that um, enhance social interaction skills, control problem behaviors, and teach daily living skills and communication. Yes, there are problem behaviors that need to be modified, and the child needs to know that, um, that some of their behaviors will cause, will cause negative interactions and they can learn to um, mediate those situations. Medications. So here we go with the medications. No drug can improve the basic symptoms of autism spectrum condition. Okay, that's in general. However, pick, 
particular medications can assist in regulating symptoms. And so these are the classes that we should connect with autism. Antidepressants can lessen the symptoms of, of, of excessive compulsive disorder, anxiety disorder, and depression. Anti-anxiety medicines can help alleviate the symptoms of social anxiety. Antipsychotic medications may be prescribed by physicians to treat agitation and or irritability. Okay. How is life with Asperger's syndrome? Some of you have already put things in the comments. It can be challenging. It can be extremely challenging for a patient with autism. And so that is why it's very important that we have the ability as nurses to be therapeutic. And I don't care how busy you are, how many patients that you have, if you are having a bad day at home, in your marriage, wherever, don't bring it to work. Don't bring it to work. Some of the rudest nurses you will ever meet are working in inpatient. Not that they should be working anywhere, but you will meet them when you come to the emergency room, okay? If you have to bring your child for, and I, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to stereotype. I'm just telling you guys my experience, my real lived experience. There are nurses who have been working for 20, 30 years. They, they should not be working anymore because they're just burnt out and they're over it, but they still work for whatever reason. Okay. Still work for whatever reason. Maybe they have bills to pay, whatever have you. But the, the, the reality is they're very unhappy with the profession of nursing, but they're at the bedside with patients. And so, oh uh, man, patients with autism, they already have a challenge with these things, having trouble making and keeping friends. Okay. So imagine meeting a new person like a nurse. It's, it can be very stressful. Being in a new environment like a hospital can be extremely stressful for your patient with autism. Also could be very stressful for their parents to have to bring them there. They also can struggle with depression and anxiety because we learned during our developmental milestones, our age appropriate nursing care, if you have my V2, from the teenage years up to young adulthood, you have a desire to make connections with your sexual romantic partner, whoever that may be. And so if you're not able to do that, that's going to cause you to have some anxiety, some depression. If your peers talk about you and they call you names and you can't, you know, you can't get a date to the prom or you can't finish that science project. You become extremely anxious about that difficulty staying in a stable job. You can't keep a job. Guess what? You probably can't pay your bills. You probably cannot, um, you know, live on your own. Decrease self-assurance, strained romantic relationships, social isolation. This is a very tough condition 
to have, particularly in a culture where everything is what? Fast. People want everything fast. We want our food fast. We want our internet fast. We want our education fast. So imagine the stress of somebody that literally needs to take their time. It's challenging. It's challenging. So care, our nursing care. How do we provide for Asperger's syndrome clients? Keeping surroundings calm. People with um, on the autism spectrum, they may be triggered by light or sound. A lot of you know so much about this condition. It's amazing. Um, just reading the comments. Using clear and direct communication. People with AS may avoid eye contact or struggle to convey their wants. It's not that they don't have them. It is just that they are, they don't want to struggle for you to try to understand. Provide step-by-step -step instructions and refrain from using figurative language or sar sarcasm. Regularly check for understanding. Say their name when you ask them if they understand something, you know. Okay. Involve others who know the client well. Others with um, autism spectrum or Asperger's syndrome may struggle when their routine, schedule, or environment change involving family members, okay? And caregivers can promote communication and increase safety. Yes, so true, so true. Um, Sweet Carmel Smile says... I became my daughter's project's partner. It made me upset. I can imagine. I can imagine. But shout out to you for supporting your child in their education. Okay. Supporting their child in their education. That's amazing. Hi, Annie. Annie says, I just came to say hi. I will never forget you, Remar. Thank you again. I will continue to spread the word. Remar for NCLEX. Amazing. Um, it just brings a smile to my, to my heart to see that comment there. And you know where to find us. Okay, so we're talking about autism spectrum disorder. A lot of great comments into the screen. And also, I want to let you know that as we are looking at this one subject from my program, for those of you who are watching the other videos, someone's like, I was watching one of your other videos. This comes from um, the complete course in the V2. Did you know that the V2 has a free trial. That's right. So everybody that comes to Monday and Wednesday's classes should either be in my full NCLEX review course, where you're doing my lectures and reading my books, or you are in the free trial. You can do the free trial while you are in nursing school, while you're waiting for your ATT, while you are just thinking if you want to test again after 10 years, five years, do the free trial, do the free trial of the V2. And you'll be going over topics. You'll be making questions, case studies. All those things are in the free trial. So check it out. Love your content as well. This is my only event that I'm having in the month of February. And that is happening, um, is it next week even? Yes. So next Monday and next Tuesday, I will be doing this two-day event. And we will be talking about maternity, sexually transmitted diseases, newborn complication, pregnancy, all those things, okay? <laughs> and so it is a great refresher if you just are struggling in maternity or you love maternity. 
come and get this review. We're going to do two clinical simulations. I said, if you sign up for it, let me tell you where to sign up for it. You can go to remarnurse.com forward slash love, L-O-V-E. And this is the workbook. We plan to have this out for you on Wednesday, prayerfully Wednesday. But again, it's going to be in different information from what's in V2. So we'll actually be looking at a patient. This is clinical simulation number two, which is going to be a postpartum. And then I think I have one here unless I took it out. Clinical simulation number one is going to be a pregnancy, pregnancy one. So this is going to be, yeah. So I did do some of my notes. This is some of my notes for, okay. And again, this is different from what's in the V2 workbook. So make sure, make sure that you come. Even if you have V2, I would say come to this if you're free Monday and Tuesday next week, because um, it's a it's a great review of maternity. So plan to sign up for it again. It's super easy to do. Go to remarnurse.com forward slash love forward slash love. All right. Okay, here's our NCLEX questions. We actually didn't do too bad. We have 749 people watching and we have 240 likes. So we have to get our likes up to 400. So I need another 160 people that are already watching on YouTube to smash that like button now. What time is it? Um, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern time. So next week, there'll be two classes on Monday. I'm going to do noon, our, our typical noon class. And then I'm going to come back and do an 8 p.m. class on Monday, Eastern time. And then on Tuesday, we will have a 8 p.m. class. We're going to do day two of Love Your Content. So that's the 12th and the 13th at 8. And then on Wednesday, you know what time it is on Wednesday. We have 9 p.m. for Winning Wednesday. Okay. So let's get those likes up. We have 269 likes. On YouTube, we need 400. Okay, that's it. That's it. 400. Okay, first question. We're talking about autism here. Let's see how you do. Let's see how you do. The parent of a client with Asperger's syndrome asked the nurse why buspurone, 7.5 milligrams, was given to their child. Okay, what is the best response by the nurse? Number one, it is the drug of choice for nighttime uresis. Two, it can alleviate anxiety symptoms. Three, it treats autism symptoms by controlling neurotransmitters. Or four, buspurone prevents short-term memory loss. We've done the content and now it's time for us to look at the questions. What say if you remar nurses, how well do you know? this. I am happy to see your performance in the comments. Yes, number two, it can alleviate anxiety symptoms. That is correct. Oh, let me move out the way here. Um, this medication, if you weren't familiar with it, is on Quick Facts page 113 in the back in the pharmacology section. So check it out. There is no FDA approved medications to treat Asperger's or autism spectrum disorder. However, certain medications may help in treating associated symptoms. Let's go to the second question, which is this. Great job, everybody. Okay. 
a nurse is assisting a nine-year-old client with Asperger's syndrome in selecting a meal during lunchtime. Which meal option is the best choice for this client? Okay, use some critical thinking here. Number one, grilled chicken with steamed vegetables and a side of rice. Two, a spicy chicken sandwich with fries and a soda. Three, a cheeseburger with onion rings. Two, I'm sorry, four, pepperoni pizza with a milkshake. Hmm, got a lot of different choices here. Which meal is going to be best for a patient? Not with autism, not what you would like, but a patient with autism. I have number one, grilled chicken with steamed vegetables and a side of rice. Two, spicy chicken sandwich with fries and a soda. Three, a cheeseburger with onion rings. Or four, pepperoni pizza and a milkshake. Well, I have some safe nurses. I don't know where you all are from today, but the safe nurses came to class because the correct answer is indeed number one. Number one. Who would have picked number one naturally anyways? Like this just looks like a well-rounded meal. For a client with Asperger's syndrome, it's important to consider dietary choices that are nutritious and may align with their sensitivities. Grilled chicken with steamed vegetables and uh, rice, cider rice, is the best choice because it offers a balanced meal. Somebody said that. Balanced meal with lean protein and healthy vegetables. It avoids overly spicy I don't like spicy food. I'm, I'm like the type of person, I don't like spicy food or heavily processed food that may not be well tolerated by some individuals with sensory sensitivities. Great job, great job, everybody. Okay, let's do number three here. All right, during the pre-admission assessment, the nurse meets with the parent of a child suspected of having Asperger's syndrome. The parent asks how their child acquired Asperger's syndrome. What is the nurse's most appropriate response? Here we go. Number one, the exact cause is unknown. Mothers who have prolonged labor may cause Asperger's syndrome to their baby. Two, the genetic cause is unknown. Genetic conditions appear to be possible. Three, the exact cause is unknown. Most cases of Asperger's syndrome are caused by late-term delivery. Or four, the exact cause is unknown. Autism spectrum disorder are commonly seen in babies who had trauma that occurred during birth. I see some ones and I see some twos. Which one is going to be the most appropriate response here as we cover this subject? We only need 35 more to unlock the bonus question. And I'm telling you, it's the one you want to unlock today. So smash that like button on YouTube. Correct answer is, ah, number two. This was easy for some of you. The exact cause is unknown. Genetic conditions appear to be possible causes here. So we don't know the exact cause of autism, but some genetic factors have suggested to contributing to autism spectrum disorder. 
gene and gene expressions in cell cycle expression domains are defective in autism or Asperger's syndrome individuals. Yes, it's very important to review that content first. You have to know it. And then these questions become so much easier. Let's try number four. Okay, we're almost close to the share goal. Go ahead, you guys, a couple more. The nurse monitors a middle-aged client with a history of Asperger's syndrome. What other condition should the nurse monitor the client for? Number one, dementia. Number two, manic disorder. Number three, depression. Or number four, Parkinson's disease. Ah, Mm-hmm. Which one are we going to be looking at? What do you guys say? If you came to the review of the content, this is easy. That's all I'm going to say. If you came to the review of the content, then this is easy. And I would say if you came to class today, you can probably answer any question on autism that you get on the NCLEX. And that's the goal. That is the goal. Okay, correct answer. And some of you guys are four for four, four for four right now. Number three, depression. Number three, depression. Adults with Asperger's syndrome mm -hmm, frequently experience secondary depression as a result of what happened? Oh, my slide. Where did it go? Oh, glory. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can do this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Mm. So Mark is not here today, guys. So it's literally just me. And I knew something like this would happen. But God be the glory. Oh, anyway, y'all didn't make the share go anyway. So I just need two more likes. <laughs> Y'all didn't make the share goal. All right. So anyways, I'm, I'm trying to stall so that you can give me two more likes. And while I'm stalling, I'm going to try to upload these slides. Let's see. My slides went away probably because Mark's computer died. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. This is fine. This is fine. What I'm going to do here, because what I can do is I'm going to, what should I do? I'm going to play a video and then I'm going to play a lecture video and then I'll be able to move the slides from one place to another. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to do therapeutic communication. I'm going to put this video on and then you guys got the share goal. So when this video is over, get out and take notes. We're going to do therapeutic communication. I will have the slides for you. Does that sound like a plan? All right. So I'm going to put the video on now. communication has a very important purpose because these are going to be strategies that we can use as registered nurses 
to help our clients express their feelings more effectively. So I like to use the acronym SOLAR, S-O-L-A-R. These are strategies we can use. The S stands for sit in silence. It is okay to just be quiet and allow the client to express their feelings. The O stands for observe with openness. The L stands for listen and lean forward. These are both therapeutic actions. A stands for at eye level. It's okay to sit down, look your client in the face and be at eye level while you're listening. And then the R stands for relax and also rephrase what the client is saying. Mm -hmm. Now, these are things that we don't do when we're trying to be therapeutic. The first is give our personal opinions. Even if the client asks you, would you have this procedure? What do you think I should do? Would you take this medication? Those are big no-nos. Don't give your personal opinion about their situation. The second thing is changing the subject. Mm -mm. Third is false reassurance. False reassurance is saying things like, if you do this, you'll feel better. Or don't worry, everything will be okay. Those things make the client feel like you don't really care. Next up, we have arguing with the client. It may be easy to fall into this trap, but don't do it. And also using words like bad, good, wrong, or right are non-therapeutic. On NCLEX, we choose to do these things. And the first is never ask why. Never ask why a client is doing something, why they feel a certain way. We just don't ask them that. Also, when you're being therapeutic, never promise that you won't tell anyone. Because as registered nurses, you do have a responsibility to include other healthcare professionals in some areas of the client's care. So on NCLEX, let's look for number one, open-ended questions, two, answers that focus on the feelings, three, answers that reflect or rephrase what the client is saying. Remember, when you use therapeutic communication, it allows the client to really make their own choices. So the next part of my therapeutic communication, I wanna focus on medication. And I wanna look at the digoxin parameters before we move on. Now, the digoxin parameters have to do with when to hold the medication. You can give digoxin at any age group. So you know you have to take an apical pulse for a full minute before you administer it. So let's talk about what the hold rate is of the heart. So for newborns, if the heart rate is less than 100, then you hold the digoxin. For one to three years old, if the heart rate was less than 90, then you hold the medication. Three to eight years old, if the heart rate less than 80, then you hold the medication. And then eight to adult, if that heart rate was less than 60, then you hold the medication. 
more therapeutic communications, we're gonna look at our important drug, antidotes. Antidotes can also be called reversal agents on NCLEX, but they mean the same thing. So we're gonna look at the medication and the antidote. The first medication, magnesium sulfate, the antidote is calcium gluconate. Insulin is glucagon, heparin, it is protamine sulfate. For methotrexate, we have leucuverin. And for warfarin, you can have vitamin K or fresh frozen plasma. I want to leave you guys with the needle information. Yes, as registered nurses, you will be given a many injections. So I wanna talk about the three different kind, the subcutaneous, the intradermal and the IM, we need to know the skin layers that are penetrated, the gauge of the appropriate needle, and that length. So looking at the subcutaneous injection, the skin layers that are penetrated are first the epidermis, then the dermis, into the subcutaneous fat. So you have three there. The appropriate gauge is 25 gauge, and the length is 5 eighths of an inch. Next, we have the intradermal. When you do an intradermal injection, you go through the epidermis and into the dermis. The gauge is 25 and the length is 5 eighths of an inch. Finally, we have the intramuscular injection. The skin layers penetrated are the epidermis, through the dermis, through the subcutaneous fat, and into the muscle. The gauge required for IM injection is 22, and the length is one inch. Great job, guys, on therapeutic communication. Let's keep going. Okay, so I was, I had got out my V2 workbook because that's a lecture from V2. And then I started taking notes on where I could um, for the video. So I will definitely, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do the beginning part of therapeutic communication. And then um, that actually goes into our psychological concepts review. The four conditions that I go over in psych, you need to know the difference between depression mania, and schizophrenia, right? Depression mania, bipolar disorder, and then schizophrenia, and the medications that are associated with them, all right? So V2, V2, that was a preview for those of you never heard of it before. Um, Nurse Remar, you are the truth. Hi, Kelsey. I have a cousin named Kelsey. Um, you are the truth. I just passed my NCLEX only using your V2 program and passed this Wednesday. Well, always recommend you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, Nurse Kelsey. Let me know, are you an RN or a PN? Let me know. Um, this is 84, okay? It's 84. And Nurse D, I think I, I missed your testimonial. You've been out of school, I think, four, 14 years. Did I read it? I studied for three months because I was afraid. I wasn't able to retain the information. But honestly, if you study and follow the program, you can do it in four to six weeks. NGN is not that hard if you know your content. Love that. Love that advice. Love that testimonial. Okay, so 
good news. I was able to get the slides up and you guys made the share goal. So we just work together. So Mark, look at what the Remark community can do in your absence prayerfully we will have you back on wednesday though brother we'll have you back on wednesday um if you want to start the v2 please go to remarnurse.com okay Woo. so let's go to question number five you guys actually got 462 likes on youtube our goal was 400 our goal was 400 so congratulations let's go first question bonus question Final question, unlocked. Here we go. Okay, so a nurse is caring for a nonverbal client with severe autism. The client has become increasingly upset and restless. What is the nurse's priority action in this situation? Number one says, administer the anti-anxiety medication. Two, provide a calm and quiet environment. Three, Assess the client's physical health and vital signs. Or four, recommend the client skip group therapy. Okay. This is a great question. This is a great question. <laughs> Woo. Here we go, everybody. Here we go. What do you say in this situation? This is question number five here. This is question number five. I have, um, I have uh, some twos, very few threes, but mostly everybody is saying two. Some people are saying three. Nobody's saying one. Nobody's saying four. That's interesting to me. Um. The correct answer here, I'm so glad we were able to unlock this one, is number three. Assess the client's physical health, physical health and vital signs, okay? Nonverbal clients with severe autism may have difficulty communicating their physical discomfort or distress, which can contribute to anxiety. Therefore, the first step is to assess the client's physical health and vital signs to ensure that there are no medical conditions or abnormalities contributing to the anxiety attack. Okay. This has to be when you are doing, um, when you're doing NCLEX questions where a patient has psychological, developmental, communication, behavioral delays, impairments, abnormalities. Our position as the nurse is to focus on not the behavioral, not the psychological, not the social aspects of the disease process. We are there for what? We are there for medical situations, okay? We are there for medical situations. So it is up to us to be able to evaluate and assess and reposition and do everything that we are trained to do 
in order to prevent any kind of medical emergencies for that patient, okay? And remember, the challenge of NCLEX is that you are going to be given several right answers. It's not a right or wrong. So when people say, well, why wasn't it this? Or why wasn't it this? It was that. It is that. It's still that, right? It's still that. For people that are saying right now, why isn't it number two? It is number two. You should. You should do those things. But it's not the right action. It's the priority action, okay? And your priority as the nurse governed by the nursing process is not providing a calm environment ever. The nursing process is not environmental first, never environmental first. Okay. So I knew it was a good distractor. That's why I put it on there. But remember for NCLEX, specifically next gen, you are always given everything you need. I told you everything you need to know about this patient. They're nonverbal. That's number one. That means they cannot tell you what's wrong. Okay. They can't tell you what's wrong. A lot of y'all missed that. Okay. And you focused on becoming increasingly upset and restless. And so you wanted to just do that. You want to just fix that. Um, four out of five, right. I always look forward to becoming a better nurse. Love this. That's why I always show up to a class. Even when I'm in the hospital, like right now, like right now, like right now you're in the hospital. Are you working? I hope you're, I hope you're working. I hope everything is okay. Okay. I hope everything is okay. Nurse Monica says this, want to encourage everyone. You can make it. Next gen is easier than the old one. As a repeat test taker, I found it easier with Regina's content passed on 23rd of January. That's it. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. You guys can do this absolutely, but you can't do it ignoring your nursing process. You can't do it um, not reading everything all the way through. Can't do it second guessing yourself. Okay. So those are the things that we address in class. Those are the things I try to focus on, um, having you prioritize multiple correct actions. And remember, we started we started doing priority questions like this in January. And I said, let me just try, okay? Let me just try to see how they do with multiple conflicting priorities. And for the most part, you, you do do well, but there are certain tricky situations that... Um, you still might find yourself struggling in, all right? So that's why I told you guys, unlock the last question because this was kind of a trickier situation than normal because the patient was nonverbal and agitated. And um, you probably never have been in a situation like that. So great job today on, uh, on this. I don't have another question for you guys, but I do have love your content coming up next week. So do you love your content? I'll also tell you this. If you have the V2 in the file vault, in the file vault, check this out, in the file vault under, I think it's under new NCLEX content. I uploaded some love your content uh, maternity questions. So if you go in the file vault, you should see love your content under new NCLEX resources and there's NCLEX questions and answers in a PDF document 
that you can do. All right. You can do. That's what I want to say about that. All right. Thank you, everybody, for hitting the like button. Now that you understand why number five is number five, make sure that you are signing up for V2. Love Your Content is coming. It's coming next week. And our Monday motivation, I want you to understand this concept here. Giving up is a choice. Answer this question for me. Answer this question. I want to know who I'm, who I have in the classroom today. Giving up is a choice. Imagine this. Imagine this. You're in a rush to go to court. You've been summoned to court, okay? You've been summoned to court. You're in a rush to go to court and you happen to misplace a pen. Like you wanted to take a pen with you to court just to have one. Um, but you but you, you can't find one, okay? And you're, you're running late for court. What will you do? Will you spend time looking for that pen or will you go on ahead without it? What do I have? What do I have? People are saying, I'm going to leave the pen. Okay. I'm going to leave the pen. Most people are going to leave the pen. That's so interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> Somebody will say, I'm going to spend time looking for it. There's some people that say, like, there's no right or wrong answer. I just want to know. Okay. All right. I was like, go ahead, go ahead. I'll find, I'll find another one when I get there. When I get there. Somebody say, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna take it. Okay. All right. So that's you. You're either gonna leave it or you're gonna go. Somebody said somebody can lend you a pen when you get there. All right. Here's the next scenario. All right, is this the parable of the lost sheep. Okay. So good. So good. So good. Parable of Lost. How many people know this story? How many people know this story? The parable of the lost sheep. It comes from Matthew 18, but there are some other um, other writers of the gospel. It's also in Luke. The parable of the lost sheep. A man has, a good shepherd has how many sheep? Help me tell this thing. Help me tell this thing. Because it's a very simple principle because... You do okay. A man has how many sheep? A man has how many sheep? A man has a hundred sheep. Hundred sheep. Ninety nine of the sheep are where they're supposed to be, but one sheep goes astray. Now. With this story, there's always something that just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, just economically, when the Bible is giving this story to us. Because what we find the good shepherd doing is leaving the 99 to go after the one. And this doesn't really make sense because, well, let me just read the story to you. Okay. Maybe those of you don't know it. Okay. What do you think? The Bible says this. If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly, I tell you, he is happier about the one sheep than about the 99 
that did not wander off. Some of y'all is the one sheep. Some of y'all is the one that wandered off. And so you love this story because this tells us, this tells us the love of God, right? In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. Oh, oh my goodness. So this story is so interesting to me because it literally demonstrates how God feels about you and sometimes how we feel about ourselves or other things, right? So for many of us, like the pen is like, oh, uh, you're in a rush to get somewhere. You can't find the pen. You're not going to spend time looking for it. Why don't you spend time looking for a pen? Well, because there are plenty of pens in the world. If you, if you get to court, you'll find a pen. If you get in your car, you'll find a pen. If you look in the bottom of your purse, you'll find a pen, right? The pen has very little value. So you don't spend time looking for it. You just go about your business. Um, you know, but in this, in an unlike manner, even if God had 99, but one was fallen or gone astray, even so, he will leave the 99 because he cares so much about the one. He loves us so much. And it's not even that the Bible says this. This is what I love. It's not that the shepherd sits and waits for the sheep to get hungry, to get hurt, to get scared, to come back. The Bible says that the spirit of God goes into the mountains into searching for the one that went away. And that's how the spirit of God is. The spirit of God is not just in church. It's not just in the temple. The spirit of God is out in the clubs. God may have found you in the club and convicted you. While you thought you was getting your party on and dancing, the spirit of God came to you and said, you know, you don't belong here. You know, you got no business being in this club. The spirit of God may have found you at the person's house. You had no business being at, at two in the morning, three in the morning. The spirit of God may have found you um, at, a, at your school, at, at somebody's house, right? More oftentimes, it's not in church that you are needing and needing and pleading God. It is you on the corner. It is you at your boyfriend's house, right? It is you deciding that you're not going to church anymore or that you're angry at God or that you, you just experienced the loss of a parent or a child. And that is when God seeks to search for his sheep. And so if we can understand how it is not the father's will that any should perish. I think we can have a better relationship with God in general, knowing that he is always searching and fighting for you. God is not angry at you, okay? God is not mad or upset at you. God is love. He loves you. If only you had sinned, in nobody else, Christ would have come to die just for you. That's how much he loves you. So this week, have the understanding, if you are the one, that somebody is looking for you. 
and that's your creator. So return to him, okay? Allow him to carry you back to the fold where you belong because truly there is safety in numbers. And, you know, the, I think the devil in general seeks to isolate us, seeks to make us feel alone, seeks to make us feel that God is angry or disappointed in us. And no, 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 there's not so much that, okay? The Bible says that when you were his sinner, when you were a sinner, an enemy, Christ died for you, right? When you were yet his enemy, Christ died for you. So, ooh, the one. He left the 99 to get the one. I love that. I love that picture of Christ. Um, if you want to read it, if you want to read it, um, please, please, please just take some time. But if not, we have been fed by studying content, but our spiritual eyes have also, our spiritual eyes also have been open to how good God loves us, how much God loves us. So we do say hallelujah, worthy is the lamb of God, because when we were gone astray, he returned us to ourselves. And it's not, it's not a great feeling to be lost. It really isn't. And when you think about sheep in general, there is indeed safety in numbers. When a sheep goes out by itself into the mountains, what? They have wolves, they have coyotes, they have foxes, they have so many things. A sheep without a shepherd, not a good place to be. So many traps and perils for that sheep. That sheep's not going to last long. That sheep is not going to live long out by itself because sheep are, they're really helpless. They need somebody defending and protecting. I'm, I can say it. Lord, I need you. How many can say it? How many have no shame? I have no shame in my game. God, I need you. I don't know what's out. I can walk out the door. I don't know what's waiting for me outside the door. I need a living God to go before me. Y'all see what happened when my, it, listen, I need somebody to help me get through a broadcast. I'm, you know, I'm praying, Lord, I need you right now, Lord. <laughs> and so I love it. I love it. We are the same. Uh, as I love seeing the comments. So many people say, Lord, I need you. I need you, God. Help me get through. And that's what I love about this community is that when we show up, we, number one, we understand that we are all, we are all in need of something. Some of us is just encouragement. Some of us is a prayer. Some of us, you know, it's just, it's just the, the idea, the idea that we are not alone. And so with that, we can be great nurses because we have compassion one unto another. And surely if we understand that God is looking for the one, we can also have that mentality that we should be out looking for one, right? There is somebody that you know that you need to call up today, that you need to pray for, that you need to speak a word of encouragement to. You can do that. You're Christ's representative here on earth. God says you are his hands. You are his feet. So as we are waiting on God, as we are trusting in God, we can encourage somebody else to do the same thing. Our good shepherd. Okay. Our good shepherd. So, um, I, I thank you all. I thank you all. Here are my takeaways. I cut them off too short. Um, takeaways from the lost sheep. Um, 
And I, in my one Bible, it says the 99 and the one. I like that. Every one of us is important and precious to God. We may feel far away and lost, but God will never give up on us, even if we try to give up on him. Okay. And also, I love that the spirit of God just isn't in a church. He is willing to find you wherever you are, wherever you are. And again, that's why I love our classes on Monday in particularly, because we are not gathered under the same building. We are not in a church, but I know that God sees us when we come together, where two or three are gathered and he is in the midst. And so that is the blessing of it all. That is the blessing of it all. So I thank you guys for attending Monday Motivation. It is indeed been served. I will see you on Wednesday, on Wednesday night, on Wednesday night. And we will get into some more content as well. Also next week, don't forget, love your content. And so on Wednesday, I want you guys to tell me if you have this book, I'll email it to you. If you're coming to class on Monday and Tuesday on next week, as always, guys, the pleasure is mine. I love you so much. And I hope that you are safe and healthy and blessed. See you later. Bye-bye.